Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hello, Globetrotters, and welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio show. Hope you've had an amazing week and you're winding down to the weekend. Now, have you heard the term transferable skills? Hmm. Transferable skills are skills and abilities that are relevant and helpful across different areas of life, socially, professionally, and at school. They are portable skills. Now, people usually think about their transferable skills when applying for a job or when thinking about a career uh, change and transition. Now, employers often look for people who can demonstrate a good set of transferable skills. Now, the good news is that you already have transferable skills. You've developed such skills and abilities right throughout your life, at school and perhaps at university or college, at home and in your social life, as well as through your experiences in the workplace. Now, it's often important that you can identify and give examples of the transferable skills that you have and that you've developed over time. And this will go a long way to persuading prospective employers that you are right for the job. Now, most people will have at least three different careers throughout their working life. And many of the skills used in one will be transferable to another. Okay, you are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, Kickstart, where we talk about all things women in non-traditional roles within varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. Today is episode 28, where we're talking about transferable skills. Now, I'd also like to say that Yes, I am Joe Sainsbury, your host, the Glow Getter. Now, my passion and purpose is to reinforce confidence, support and encourage more women to kick off their heels and tap into their steel caps and to pursue and consider these non-traditional roles and careers as I share my knowledge, career experiences and the industry know-how. So what are you waiting for? Okay, I might take this opportunity also to mention that the radio show does and may contain adult language, and I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. Also, it's, it's a Friday. It's a big shout-out to all the women working out on track and out on site. We hope you stay safe and you have a great day or night shift. Let's get into it. So we were talking about transferable skills and how we can identify them, how we've grown them and how we've developed them over the years. And you need to actually identify them particularly so you can build on them even more. 
So transferable skills, also known as portable skills, as I said, and they're qualities that are transferred from one job to another. While you likely already possess many transferable skills, you can work on strengthening them. And that's what I said, and developing new ones. And that's what we're here today to look at. Now, employers value these across all industries and jobs. So you're saying, what are transferable skills? So they're the skills that you need to transfer from one place to another. And they're the, they're, they're in, they include skills like adaptability, communication, organisation, teamwork, or other qualities employers look for in strong candidates. Transferable skills can be used to present your past experience as valuable when applying for a new job, especially if it's in a different industry or different, different sector. So, for example, employers often look for candidates with strong communication skills. Now, if you've developed the ability to easily share information with colleagues, with clients, you can apply them in any workplace. Jobs in education, for example, require individuals who can communicate well with their students, parents and other faculty members. Meanwhile, people in marketing positions should be able to communicate with team members, their clients, managers and others to bring a campaign from an idea to production. So examples of transferable skills include, so before applying for new jobs, take time to consider which skills you currently possess that can be transferred to a new role and everyone's list of transferable skills will vary but some common skills will stand out and employers look to include. So as we said, communication. Strong communication is the ability to clearly impart information to others by speaking, writing, or via other mediums such as video, like today. Communication skills help you know when and how to ask questions, how to read body language, and how to talk to people in different contexts. In the workplace, employers value strong communicators for their ability to work with others and move projects forward. Then they've got dependability, reliability. Dependability encompasses qualities that make you a trusted employee. It includes punctuality, organisation and responsibility. Every employer looks for candidates who can be trusted to accomplish tasks well and in a timely manner. And they often trust these same people to successfully manage relationships, assignments, and their goals. Then we have teamwork. Now, teamwork skills involve the ability to work with others towards a common goal. Effective teamwork requires several other qualities, such as empathy, active listening, and strong communication. Now, providing successful teamwork examples during interviews can help employers understand how you'll work with others in their company. When, uh, then we've got organisation. Organised employees typically meet deadlines, communicate with others in a timely manner, and they follow instructions well. Employers can trust organised workers to take notes. That's me. Remember important tasks and meetings and ensure projects are completed efficiently. 
Then we're on to adaptability. We've all got to grow to accept change and adapt. Adaptability skills are used to continue working towards goals, even as teams, projects, management or products change. Employers hire flexible candidates who can quickly learn new skills and processes to ensure work is done efficiently, effectively, and with a positive attitude. Then we get on to leadership. Leadership skills include traits such as clear and open communication, relationship building, and dependability. You can transfer leadership skills to many different um, industries because most employers value people who can organise and inspire teams to reach their common shared goals. Then we have technology literacy. Technology literacy is your comfort with and ability to navigate new technology. And we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks. Almost every position across all industries will require the use of technology at some level. In an increasingly technological world and workplace, employers value candidates who can learn new tools and software quickly to complete tasks. So how to highlight your transferable skills. During your job search, it's a good idea to include transferable skills on your resume, your cover letter, and in your interviews. So to do this, review your job description carefully and identify which of your transferable skills are most relevant to the position that you're looking for at applying. So featuring transferable skills on a resume is, uh, there's several options when deciding where to include your key transferable skills applicable to that position. And you can list these on your resume in, say, your resume summary or your objective. Uh, in your employment history, in your descriptions, in your skills list, and in your resume summary or the objective, as I said, including your most valuable and your relevant transferable skill for that position. So, for example, if you have strong communication skills, you might say tenacious project manager with five years of experience using strong communication skills to complete successful end-to-end projects with several teams. Hey, that was me. So something along those lines. So in your employment history section, identify which skills you used to be successful in previous roles. But instead of simply listing your job duties, you should select two to three of your most relevant accomplishments to highlight those. You likely use several different skills to achieve um, those goals. So you don't need to state each transferable skill directly, but include them in those descriptions. So another example is, say, for one of your achievements in a previous role, this tells the employer you use several different skills that will be useful to their company, such as creativity, communication and leadership incorporate them in the one description. So your skills list is also a helpful way to display your strongest transferable skills. Use the job description to decide which skills to put on your resume. And these can be found under your sections in your resume, like job duties or requirements, job tasks, whatever you label it as. And transferable skills on your cover letter. So when writing your cover letter, focus on one or two of your transferable skills that the employer has included in the job description. Remember, they're the key words. 
in the body paragraphs of your letter, write about when you've used these skills in your past roles. So, for example, a paragraph in a cover letter for a bookkeeper might say, um, during my previous role at XYZ, I was head bookkeeper for more than five years and kept an overview of all financial records. During my tenure there at XYZ, um, they experienced an 18% increase in revenue. I also worked closely with other administrators and excelled in a team environment. Write your, you know, talk yourself up. If you've got good skills, talk about them. So the candidate can explain how their teamwork and organisation skills help drive success for the company. So this helps employers clearly understand how the candidate demonstrated their skills in context. You're giving an example. So make it easier for them to see that you're a fit for the position. And what about when you get an interview, your transferable skills while interviewing? So during your interview, use examples again of when you've used relevant transferable skills to answer your interviewer's questions. So if, you know, if it's applicable, and remember to um, it's a it's about um, telling it's about creating the story instead of telling the story. All right, let's go and listen to a little tune, and we'll be back soon. Hi, I'm Jo Sainsbury, founder of Kickass Women. As a woman working in industry, I want to share my knowledge and experience and industry know-how to support you if a change in your life is what you are looking for. Join me on my radio show, Kick-Ass Radio, every Friday morning at 10am across Australia or on Thursday afternoon at 5pm in the US. What are you waiting for? Go on, get your glow on. Okay, hard skills versus soft skills. Shine them off in your job search. Now, there's no way around it. In your job hunt, your skills matter. They tell potential employers not only what you can do, but how you can do it and even who you are. All your skills generally can be divided into two main buckets, hard skills and soft skills. And you'll need both to land your next gig. But what's the difference? And how do you show employers that you have the skills they're looking for? So hard skills are the skills that come from specific knowledge and are often tied to specific tasks or technologies that you've gained experience in, such as, you know, the mastery of a piece of software, the ability to drive a type of vehicle or machine, a fluency in a foreign language. They're hard skills. Hard skills are generally obtained through a combination of education and on-the-job training and are easier to prove you have and to quantify the results of them. So meanwhile, soft skills are less concrete, hence the word soft. Soft skills speak to your temperament, your personality, and qualities such as being reliable, resourceful, organised, or professional. Though you can, you can definitely improve your soft skills, they're not as easy to teach or learn, and they're far harder to quantify the results of them. So compared to hard skills, you're less likely to have gained your soft skills through formal education or on-the-job training. Though both of these things can help you build your soft skills, you're not likely to see a class on offer to, to learn as in strong work ethic or being a good listener in any course curriculums. They're also less clear-cut in whether you possess them. While there are varying levels of expertise in hard skills, 
when it gets down to it, you either know how to use a point of sale system or software program or you don't. But the definition of something like good communicator can not only change depending on who's evaluating it, but it also contains much more nuance. And say, for example, you might struggle with presentations to large groups, but be clear and concise in one-on-one conversations. Or you might be a salesperson who's great at communicating with clients and people within your team, but you struggle with explaining what you do to a non-sales colleague. Some skills are on the border between soft and hard skills, depending on how you use them or will use them in your next role. Some things like strong written communication skills can be soft skills if you're primarily using them to clearly exchange information with your coworkers or your clients. But writing would be considered a hard skill if it's a core responsibility of your job, such as if you're a copywriter, you're an editor, a communications manager or a marketer. So this distinction as a hard skill becomes clearer if you attach it to what you're adept at writing, like technical reports, proposals, or blogs, since these are tasks that require a specific knowledge base. So all job seekers and job havers have to possess both soft and hard skills, but the exact combination you'll need depends on the job and the company that you're going to uh, work for. So remember, recruiters and hiring managers aren't looking for someone who can complete tasks or someone they can see working with and spending a lot of time alongside. They're looking for both. So some examples of hard skills. Uh, Hard skills can typically include both technical skills, like I said, like software programs, coding languages, or your SEOs, like search engine optimization, and task-oriented skills like forecasting, budgeting, or recruiting, or whatever your job role entails. So if you're an accountant, say, tax preparation is a hard skill, and so is mastery of in you know the QuickBooks or MyOB programs. So if you're a nurse, taking vitals and inserting IVs, they're hard skills, but so is the ability to use patient charting software. If you work in retail, knowing how to use a cash register, that's a hard skill. Now, some hard skills like um, sales, the ability to analyse data analysis enables you to do a wider set of tasks. The ability to speak a second language is also considered a hard skill. So a couple more examples of hard skills employers might be looking for, depending on what position they're looking to fill, maybe calendaring, you know, scheduling customer relation um, software, data analysis, data visualisation, reporting, editing and proofreading. It depends on the role that you're applying for. Expenditure reporting, um, writing up processes, machinery operation, forklift driving, that's a specific um, competency to hold. So that's a hard skill. Um, profit forecasting, there's lots of different, um, you know, servicing, preventative maintenance, programming, um, the list goes on and on. But what you really need to do is just look at those job roles to see what transferable skills, what hard skills you have that are applicable to them. So there's, um, I think I already said scheduling as well. So how do you showcase your hard skills in your job search? Like we said earlier, 
when possible, like employers prefer to hire their candidates who have certain knowledge and are familiar with the systems and the processes they'll be using, especially at mid to senior levels. So you want to make sure that anyone who reads your application materials can quickly, you know, uh, observe and understand that your important hard skills are there. So that depends entirely on you and the job you're applying for, of course. You should always tailor your resume and cover letter for that specific job you're applying to, like I said earlier. So that's edit your application materials so they show why you're qualified for this particular job. Pull up the posting for the job like you to submit an application for and highlight any task or technology mentioned in the description of duties uh, or under the list of requirements. So highlight them. And if you possess those skills, well, you need to highlight them in your application. Also highlight any specific techniques or processes you'd need to know to complete those tasks. Then take note of which of these hard skills you possess and include them in your application, like I said. And be honest, don't list skills you don't have. And you should also add your hard skills to your resume skills section, of course. But also talk about how you've used them in like the bullet points describing your past experiences. And write about what you've accomplished with your abilities and quantify your bullet points whenever possible. So like we said earlier in your examples. Um, so if you're in a development role and looking to show off your potential in the software um, of sales, prospecting, cold calling, lead generation skills, you might say something like in your bullet points, generated 100 plus leads monthly through sales prospecting and cold calling and tracked using Salesforce software leading to an average of 30 meetings set per quarter. So a lot of sales reps use that kind of um, data. And if you gained a hard skill through a formal education program, you might also list it in your education section. And if you have a relevant certification, you should include that as well. So you consider including especially important skills in a resume summary at the top of the page. Like I said, recruiters and hiring managers will often search resumes for important hard skills using the ATS system. So use the same phrasing as the job posting when describing your hard skills. Don't say Asana instead of project management software. If a job description asks for experience using project management software, refer to it as that. And don't call it a day with your resume. Talk about how you've used your relevant hard skills in your cover letter. So let it, you know, tell the story, make it work together. Include them in your LinkedIn profile, in your headline and your about section, along with your education experience, your certifications and your skills section. I also suggest working on the most important hard skills for a given job in your elevator pitch. Use, you know, when you're out networking or in common interview questions, like, you know, the old question, what are your greatest strengths? Or more specific questions like, tell me about your experiences using XYZ software or whatnot. So talking about soft skills now, like we said, soft skills are traits, their qualities and their habits related to how someone approaches work. Are you adaptable, creative, self-motivated and or a good problem solver? A big subset of soft skills is interpersonal skills or how you relate to the people around you. 
Are you a collaborative, empathetic, or, and a good communicator? So get your list out or write out your list and write down, you know, soft skills that you uh, and employers might be looking for. Like we said, adaptability, collaboration, communication's a big one, conflict management. Now, these two are definitely two that you need to work on for the work future is critical thinking, problem solving, definitely. And also emotional intelligence and empathy. There's curiosity. You need to be curious all the time. Leadership, management, and organisation skills. What about perceptiveness? What about perseverance? Self-awareness? Self-confidence? That's a big one. Time management. How well do you perform your work? And is it in a timely manner? Your work ethic. So, again, like we said, you need to showcase your hard skills and you also need to showcase your soft skills. So to figure out which soft skills are most important for the position you're going to apply for, again, start by highlighting any specific soft soft skills that the uh, advert explicitly mentions in the job description, just as you would, like I said, for your hard skills. And some employers will ask for self-starters or team players say that effective communication is a must or otherwise indicate they're looking for any number of soft skills. But you should also take it a step further and think about what soft skills might make you better at doing this job based on the list of duties and the company description. So if a job has a people management component, for instance, you'll want to show off your leadership and communication skills as well as your ability to listen delegate and give constructive feedback they're they're good leadership traits or if a company is a startup or describes itself as a fast-paced environment you might want to show off your adaptability and your multitasking because soft skills aren't as tangible it's important to show like I said earlier not tell tell uh, show them how you've used them don't tell them how you could use them and demonstrate how you've used your soft skills through your stories and your accomplishments. So instead of saying, I'm a strong team player, describe a specific time when you brought a team together to meet the common goal to really convince the hiring manager that this is true. And you might do it in a cover letter or in a response to questions in, in your interview. I'd also suggest saying something like this to demonstrate your empathy, emotional intelligence, leadership, and ability to motivate others. At XYZ, morale was low due to a huge merger and a mass layoff of affecting our department the week before. To lift our spirits, I took the initiative to schedule a team lunch outing and I wrote a positive note for each team member to share what I loved about working with them. The recipients found this to be such a great energy booster. It encouraged everyone else on the team to write notes to each individual. Despite the layoffs, our team was able to smile and communicate more closely. So leadership, communication, teamwork, they've all been displayed in that uh, description. And on your resume, you should also incorporate your soft skills into the bullet points that describe related achievements, such as, like we said, with your hard skills. 
And this will often mean you're showing off your soft and hard skills in the same bullet points. Win-win. Um, if you're trying to demonstrate your management, collaboration, organisation and communication skills, you might say manage six-person cross-functional team from ideation to execution of the your story, digital campaign, assigning tasks in Airtable, communicating between departments and tracking engagement and sales via Google Analytics and resulting in 20,000 plus new followers and 500 subscriptions. Using the show Don't Tell Guideline, I suggest incorporating soft skills into the rest of your resume, like your headline, your summary and your bullet points, over-including them in your skills section. But you can think about what makes sense for your situation. Including soft skills in your resume skills section is a great way to showcase your skills in a way that can match a job description and let the recruiter or hiring manager know you're perfect for the job. And those skills sections are more traditionally reserved for hard skills. If you have space remaining, it doesn't hurt as it can help with the applicant tracking systems and keyword matches. And we know how important that is. And you can also incorporate important soft skills into your LinkedIn profile as well. You need both soft and hard skills to be a well-rounded employee. So if you're a coder or a software developer who knows how to code and com communicate across all different levels of an organisation, that will be more effective at their job and more appealing to a company that's hiring. So in your job hunt, make sure you're demonstrating all the abilities, qualities and knowledge that make you a great candidate. I need a little bit of a breather there. So we're on to our kick-ass women making waves for this week to the women who break the glass ceiling and pave the way for others after them. Now, this week, it is all about, like I said, Kick-Ass Women Making Waves is where we recognise extraordinary achievements and contributions women have made and where they continue to make in our unbalanced world. It's where women who challenge the status quo. So I shine a spotlight on one or a collective of these extraordinary women who are making a difference and that are definitely inspiring role models. So this week, our kick-ass woman making wave spotlight is on Ashley McCarthy Griffiths of BHP. Now, Ashley is currently in the Exceptional Young Women in Queensland Resources finalist list. With a double degree in mechanical engineering and international business, Ashley has worked across BHP's coal sites and her role recently expanded to deliver projects across BHP's integrated remote operations centre, rail and port operations. Now, Ashley's passion for encouraging women into the STEM careers began when she was at university. And Ashley says that she strives to be a role model for young females interested in pursuing a career in STEM and raising the profile of STEM by breaking down the associated stereotypes to encourage students from diverse backgrounds to consider a career in this field. And as uh, she's also president of Power of Engineering, where she leads a team of volunteers across Australia working with the engineering industry 
and education sector to grow diversity in the pipeline targeting females and regional school students. So 80% of these participants say they are now considering a career in engineering. So kudos there. So you can listen to more about Ashley's story on the Women in Mining Queensland website. And as well as you can listen to all the finalist stories in the upcoming um, awards. So congratulations to Ashley McCarthy Griffiths. You are one hell of a young kick-ass woman making waves. And a shout out to Kick-Ass Women Making Waves series. It's all about recognising that our success and where we are in life is at least somewhat thanks to the efforts, support, mentorship, love and encouragement of others. So if there's someone there that you want to dedicate a shout out to, let me know, nominate them. Kick-Ass Women Making Waves is built on recommendations and shout outs from colleagues, from industries, It's how we uncover hidden gems. So if you or someone you know deserves recognition, please let me know here. Email me at jody, J-O-D-Y, at kickasswomen.com.au. Okay, let's hear a quick word from one of our show sponsors and we'll be back shortly. Hey, Glowgetters. Have you heard about Kick-Ass Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kick-Ass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glowgetters. Hi Glowgetters, we're Brenjo's Earth Moving, a professional earth moving business specialising in a range of infrastructure works across a variety of industries, located in Mackay, Queensland. Here at Brenjo's, we're a family owned company backed by an incredible team. We've seen firsthand the incredible benefits that come from promoting and supporting a diverse workplace. We're so proud to be sponsoring Kick Ass Radio and Kick Ass Women's Mission to support women entering into non traditional roles and careers. Like I said, become a Glowgetter. Okay, all skills and abilities can be transferable depending on where they are being transferred to and from. So when applying for a job, you should remember, however, that the type of transferable skills you highlight in a letter of application or in your CV, your resume, should be related to the position for which you are applying. I can't stress that enough. So you might think it's appropriate to list and give examples of transferable skills that are not included in the following list. There are literally thousands of words and phrases that can describe transferable skills. And we only include some of the most common, okay? So remember that employers will be looking at your potential. And there is always an element of risk when it comes to employing new people. So think carefully about the type of skills you wish to emphasise and pick examples you can demonstrate to minimise the perceived risk of employing you. Let's start off with teamwork again. And we're going to reiterate a couple of these skills so it kind of sinks in. So teamwork is important. You work effectively in a group or team to achieve goals. So in many jobs, you will be expected to work as part of the team. Demonstrating your ability to work with others will help to reassure employees that you will fit in and offer a valuable contribution. Think about examples of when you have worked well with others in formal or informal groups to achieve results you know can you give examples of how 
as part of a group, you worked on decision-making and problem-solving. And that can be on little things. It doesn't have to be a huge project or anything, just day-to-day things that you collectively come together with. Think about how you overcame issues and mention your successes. Use examples from your previous work experience, from education or from being a member of a social volunteer or sports group. Go back to leadership. Show initiative and leadership abilities. You may not be applying for a role that specifically requires leadership ability, but you may well need to be able to demonstrate your capability to lead in certain situations and to also demonstrate that you're capable of being in a more senior role. So there are many skills you need to be an effective leader. So think about examples when you have helped to motivate, take responsibility for and lead others effectively to accomplish objectives and goals. And like I said, it doesn't have to be in a major project. It can be just in a weekly meeting catch up that you organise and get the team together. You should also consider whether you can delegate effectively and whether you are happy to ask for help when needed. Do you possess a charismatic personality? And what can you do to become more charismatic and build rapport with others? Personal motivation, organisation and time management. Manage and prioritise your workload and time effectively, as well as being able to work effectively in a group situation. You are likely to be required to work alone sometimes and take responsibility for your time and work. So it's important to demonstrate to potential employers that you have effective time management and personal organisational skills. So again, mention examples in your cover letters, your CV, your resume, or during an interview where it demonstrates, where you demonstrate how you have structured and arranged resources to achieve objectives. Think about how you use time management skills on a daily basis. And we all do that. We schedule things at different times each day so we know our routine and our structure. Can you demonstrate effective prioritisation of tasks? How do you avoid distractions and meet deadlines? It may also be useful to think of times when you have been proactive rather than reactive to situations and workloads. You might also want to think about how you manage personal stress levels especially when trying to meet deadlines or balance numerous tasks that are all due at once. So any job can be stressful. And although a certain amount of stress can be beneficial, too much can be dangerous to you and costly to the organisation. What about listening? Are you a good listener? Are we? Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. Employers commonly complain about their staff's inability to listen effectively. And Richard Branson rates effective listening as one of the most important skills we can develop. So in many job roles, you will be required to understand and process important or complex information as not listening effectively can lead to potentially costly mistakes, safety, misunderstandings and lost opportunities. Now, most people think that compared to others, they are better listeners. However, most of us can benefit from learning and practicing effective listening techniques. So spend some time thinking about and learning how to listen effectively. Can you give some examples of when you have used listening skills effectively? What about your written communication skills? 
I blow a bond, write accurately, clearly and concisely in a variety of styles. Many job roles will require an element of writing skills and you may be required to adapt your writing style frequently. Uh, what about, you know, producing reports, information releases, uh, newsletters, company updates, marketing materials, letters, or even just in your daily emails. And you may have to write for the company's website or for customers, for shareholders, work colleagues. Think of examples of when you have communicated ideas and information effectively through your writing. In education, you may have produced essays, you know, or project reports. Perhaps you've contributed articles to local social publications or you have examples of your writing ability from your past work or volunteering experiences. Then we have verbal communication. Speak clearly and dynamically in a variety of situations. Employers often require staff with strong verbal communication skills. Can you communicate information and ideas clearly and effectively in a variety of situations? Take time to have a think about that. Think about your verbal communication skills and how you address others, both face-to-face and in a group situation. And give examples of uh, presentations or talks that you have given in previous employment or in your education or as part of your social groups or networking groups. Demonstrate how you can communicate face-to-face with a variety of different people. Remember, diversity is such a key in today's work and personal life. Can you be assertive? Are you polite? Can you communicate with tact and diplomacy when necessary? Can you speak in such a way as to enthuse or inspire others? Can you communicate complex ideas in a logical, ordered and concise manner? Can you demonstrate your ability to effectively negotiate? Are you a negotiator? Can you keep your cool in a heated exchange? Control, active listening, research, and what about your analytical skills? You know, gather, interpret, and analyze information. And that doesn't necessarily mean numbers. It means reports, reviewing, you know, reports, may be appropriate to demonstrate your ability to research, analyse and critically evaluate information. There could be a variety of complex information that you are required to work with and make sense of. So, you know, new product and supplier specifications, technical reports and financial information. Although specific skills related to business vocabulary and terminology and numeracy may be required, so too are some more generic skills. So you may well have used such skills during your time back in your education or during your education now if you're still furthering it. So numeracy skills, you know, that's when you can accurately and effectively work with numbers. And you may not be applying for a job or pursuing a career in mathematics or statistics, but it's a part of day-to-day life. It's likely that some basic understanding of numeracy will be useful. And most jobs will require some numeracy skills. Numeracy is an area that is frequently quoted by employers as lacking, especially amongst graduates. And why is that, do we think? Technology, calculators, no more, you know, long-handed workings. 
You should be able to demonstrate that you can work with figures, make calculations, understand graphs, charts and simple statistics and recognise important numerical information and trends. Not always, but you need a basic understanding of them. What about your personal development? Know yourself and find ways to develop. Personal development is an attractive quality to employers. By demonstrating that you are keen to learn and progress, you are likely to be seen as enthusiastic and willing to take on new challenges. Like I always say, adopt the position of being a lifelong learner. Personal development is about evaluating your own performance and recognising your personal strengths and your weaknesses. And it's not about identifying your weaknesses so much, it's about working on them and building on them. And it may seem counterintuitive to mention your weaknesses to a potential employer, but talking about the action you are taking to improve and learn new skills indicates you've got good self-awareness. What about IT, information technology? And we've all got the basic skills, effectively using computers and technology, which we're all on today. Many jobs will require that you use word processing, spreadsheets and web-based software on a daily basis. And that's, you know, your pre-briefs, your sign-ons, your, your newsletters, your payroll system, all of that. So think beyond these basic IT skills. Are you confident using a computer? Can you learn how to use new software and new technology quickly? Can you troubleshoot basic computer problems? And do you understand the importance of data security and privacy? That is a major, major important component. These are just some of the transferable or soft skills that are helpful and relevant throughout many different areas of our lives. So think back on your own life and experience to identify other person's skills that you may possess and that you do possess and that are not included in you know, the list that we've just talked about. All skills and abilities can be transferable depending on where they are being transferred to and from. So when applying for a job, you should remember, however, that the type of transferable skills you highlight in a letter or application or in your CV or resume should be related to the position for which you are applying. And don't forget to check that resume or CV before applying for the next job because it's going to be relevant to the previous job you applied for. You may think it's appropriate to list and give examples of transferable skills that are not included, like we said, and there are literally thousands of words and phrases that can describe transferable skills. Radio. But remember that employers will be looking at your potential and there is always an element of risk when it comes to employing new people. So think carefully about the type of skills you wish to emphasise and pick your examples you can demonstrate to minimise the perceived risk of employing you. Okay, that wraps it up. Let's hear from another one of the show's outstanding sponsors and we'll come back to get our take five tips. Hey, Glow Getters. Did you know that Jo Sainsbury is a published author for her book, High Heels to High Viz, and has been named an Amazon number one bestseller? Telling the story about Jo's transition from the corporate sector into industry High Heels to High Viz acts as a guide for women who are considering a non-traditional role and career. High Heels to High Viz is available for purchase online at all leading bookstores, including Amazon, Dimex, Waterstones and eBay.
Okay, so our take five tips for this week. Five transferable skills for the future workforce. Now, we live in a world that is forever changing, so it's important to get ahead of the game and adopt skills that will enable you to adapt and succeed in the future workplace. Now, as industries and businesses around us are embracing new trends every day, the future workforce need to adopt forward-thinking approaches and transformational skill sets. Now, this ensures the workforce can familiarise themselves with the latest and most desired skills in such a rapid and dynamic pace. Remember, this is my theme for the year, AI and automation, artificial intelligence and automation, the future of our work. The critical transferable skills we need to all work on. Number one, problem-solving skills. Having good problem-solving skills will help you to consider fresh perspectives and will add real value into the workforce and they're becoming more desirable as businesses begin facing more complex issues in their day-to-day dealings. So if you haven't or you don't feel you have good problem-solving skills, start working on them. And some ways that you can broaden this skill is by adopting a variety of problem-solving behaviours. Try to focus on the solution, not the problem. Brainstorm alternatives. Question and analyse data that you're exposed to and that's on hand. Or simply ask yourself, what is the problem I'm trying to solve? So when faced with a difficult task, that's probably the easiest question to ask first up. What is the problem I'm trying to solve? Number two is critical thinking skills. Now, I mentioned these most important ones earlier before. So problem solving, critical thinking skills. Good critical thinkers can evaluate situations using logic to draw reasonable conclusions to then make informed decisions. Employers seek critical thinkers as they can analyse and evaluate data, information processes, and can identify assumptions. Not everyone's got good critical thinking but we can build on them and we can learn and develop. So ways you can further develop this skill is by being open-minded, definitely open-minded, and considering other possibilities or others' point of view. There's our active listening skills coming in. When given a difficult task, try and problem-solve or think outside of the box, which can lead to identifying new and better solutions. You could even collaborate with your co-workers to enhance critical thinking or build brain power. Build your brain power with games like chess or Minecraft, you know, something that you need concentrational and, and that's your critical thinking. Number three is creative skills. Now, we're all creative in our own individual ways, but being creative means embracing the ability to collaborate with your team to present new and exciting ideas, thinking outside the box again and finding new ways to problem solve. So due to the nature of the workforce and a market full of competitors, employers will seek people who can use their thinking to their advantage. And it's always good to use your creativity. Always be curious. So if you want to future-proof your career, having the ability to think differently, increase efficiencies in the workplace and coming up with creative solutions will put you ahead of the crowd 
and make you more employable. And you mightn't think you're creative, but every everyone's got something of their own to share. Number four is emotional intelligence. And this is another important one. Uh, emotional intelligence is the ability to understand and manage your own emotions to help communicate effectively, diffuse conflicts and overcome barriers. Now, emotional intelligence also allows you to build better relationships, especially in a work environment. Not sure whether you are all familiar with the term emotional intelligence, but it's something you're going to have to learn more about and develop. Managing successful relationships with employers and colleagues means having the ability and skills to connect with your peers, your co-workers and the company's um, clients. Now, although robots and artificial intelligence are becoming more common across all industries, they don't hold the same level of emotional intelligence like humans do. They never will, but... That's the future we need to look towards. And number five is our people management skills. Not everyone has this. Everyone needs to develop and learn these. Having people management skills will allow you to become the best possible version of yourself, as well as being an excellent role model to your co-workers and your peers. Now, these skills are important to lead a team, encourage cohesive teamwork, and assist you know, your peers and your co-workers with job-related tasks. It's um, one of those skills that all good leaders require and they require different types of soft skills. Leadership skills are made up of a combination of good communication, critical thinking and analysis and time management. So it's important that leaders understand and take responsibility for employees by providing constructive feedback and evaluation, motivation, and giving recognition where due. That's all a part of building your trust and your um, valued team. And here is, lastly, our safety affirmation for the week. People with highly transferable skills may be specialists in certain areas, but they're also incredible generalists, something that businesses that want to grow need. People with highly transferable skills may be specialists in certain areas, but they're also incredible generalists, something that businesses that want to grow need. That's it, guys. I do hope you found the information helpful and valuable and it gives you something to action and think about over the weekend. Lack of direct experience is not necessarily a barrier to a new job, all right? If you don't hold all those experiences, you may think that a lack of relevant industry-specific experience will stop you from getting a job, but this is not always the case. If you are changing careers have recently graduated or are looking for your first job, you'll be pleased to learn that employers are often looking for potential. And it is vital, therefore, that you sell your potential by demonstrating the transferable skills that you have developed already. As we said, you don't have to have all the experience. 
employers are usually looking for abilities and qualities that they recognise to be present in the most effective employees. Now, these soft skills, such as being able to communicate effectively in a variety of situations, showing initiative, creativity and integrity, and having a good work attitude and ethic are valuable across all industries. Okay? Being able to communicate effectively, showing initiative, creativity and integrity, and having a good work attitude and ethic are valuable across all industries. Organisations often use some form of psychometric testing in the interview or selection process, and such tests are designed to assess the candidate's personality type their skills, talent and ability and measure their potential rather than pure experience. So you can find quite a few uh, skill self-assessments on the web um, that you can use and practice with and helps you understand your own strengths and your weaknesses. As always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to this radio show. You can find more information on this episode in the show notes or on my social media pages either on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Be sure to tune in again next week and have a great week. Go crush it. Keep in touch, Coscoms. Go on, get your glow on. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.